this. Here we go. We're here. Hi, everybody. Hi. It's still 2021. It's a Friday night. And this is Stay of Hopkins. Gonna weaken with it. Gonna look a little. <laughs> uh, I'm Paul F. Tompkins. I'm Jeannie Haddad Tompkins. I'm a comedian. I'm an actress. We are a married couple in quarantine doing a podcast. Pandemical podcast for your eyes only. <laughs> For your eyes only. Remember Sheena Easton? Of course. For your eyes only, only for you. Oh my God, I loved her because she would take the morning train. No, honey. Her baby would do that. Her baby would take the morning train. She didn't do shit. <laughs> no, she did. She sat at home watching EastEnders. What? <laughs> First of all, is she even British? <laughs> is she? I believe that she is, yeah. She might be Australian. I think she might be your Australian. So maybe she was watching Neighbors. <laughs> the slop. This not the slop. The, the slap. slap. The slap. The slap. The slap. The Did slap. you slap my child? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the podcast. <laughs> we don't really do anything. No, we man. don't really offer anything. We don't make anything. We don't. <laughs> What's the? Oh, now I'm doing the monologue from Say Anything. I don't want to make anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. Oh, I, I don't I want have, to manufacture any. This is not, man, by the way, this is so far off the monologue. But I, it doesn't. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. Right. I have the haziest so memories of it. I just assume it holds up. Because I, of Peter Gabriel. Here's what I remember. Of course, I remember that scene. Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember, um, what you call it? John Mahoney, the dad, mm. when things are all falling apart. And he's sitting in the bathtub in his clothes. What? I don't remember anything falling apart. Yeah. It was all he about like, the kid in the relationship. No, but the dad, like his, I know this guy's dad, played by John Mahoney, like he's he's been embezzling at work or something. There was oh. some like scandal that he had. He died kind of recently too, right? That actor? Yes, R.I.P. From Fra- Frasier. Frasier. Um... <laughs> Let's let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Sorry to bum you out, guys. (laughs) John Mahoney, uh, Frasier dad, has passed away. So, um, so yeah, I was kind of thinking about that, uh, thinking about that monologue, I guess. But like, also like, um, so the Breakfast Club's birthday was this (laughs) week. Birthday. By the way, speaking of birthdays, I would love to shout out to my Aunt Peggy. She turned nine. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Aunt Peggy. She turned 90. My cousins went and surprised her. I'm getting photos. I'm very sad that I'm not there. I know, but we... But the they're in West Virginia, y'all, and, like, it is, like, it's a post-COVID land there. They've all been vaccinated. West Virginia is a post-COVID paradise. They're all totally, like, fully, like... Half my cousins and like. Thank you, Joe Manchin. My dad. <laughs> no, it's their it's their governor, Jim Justice, that weirdo, that rich ass weirdo. I don't know much about him. Don't you remember when we were at the Greenbrier that time? We went to the Greenbrier for the okay, y'all. <sighs> let me just set the scene. Let me. Can I talk about this? Because that yeah, was okay. amazing. Yeah, 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 it was amazing. Go ahead. There's this resort in West Virginia that's like a fancy pants white supremacy resort. 
<laughs> it's a famous golf hotel for rich white people. I don't know. My, all I know is that, like, if you're from West Virginia, like, you grow up hearing about the Greenbrier. Because it's like a historical, like, it was like a, I'm, I'm going to mess all of this up. I'm going to mess it all up. I'm just going to tell you right now. It was like a hospital in the Civil War or something. It was like, it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which side, though? <laughs> I think West Virginia was the good side, right? Were they in the Union? Or were they in the, because they broke off. I don't listen, know. Listen, whatever. Who cares? I'm just, I just judge, I judge Civil War. If I'm not, if I'm not clear about it, I judge War? it by accents. <laughs> was it a hospital in the Civil War? Or the was green, it a hospital in some other war? Was there another war on our soil after that one? <laughs> Besides January 6th, 2021. Um, not that I can think that would have touched West Virginia. Listen, all I know is there's stuff that is there. Like there's like bunkers. There's like bunkers. Yeah, which have nothing to do with it being a hospital during the Civil War. That is, the Greenbrier has bunkers, underground bunkers. For that like were for Kennedy. The, for the, for the, for the. For Nixon. Senate, for, yeah, for, for, for elected officials. Cold War or something. The I Senate, the Congress. Look, y'all, I don't know what I'm talking about. All Why I, did you, <laughs> you asked me, <laughs> hey, can I talk about this? I didn't know I was going to go it's into that. so quickly derailed. By the way, okay, so <laughs> we went there. Why was I, but why was I telling the story that we went there? Do you remember? Oh, mm-hmm. Jim Justice. Jim Justice, Cause, yes. Cause, okay, uh, now I'm doubting, I'm doubting all of this. Okay, so... I had been there before for like coffee or something, you know, like you go and there's like stores there and you can take a tour of the grounds. It's located in the Allegheny mountains near white sulfur Springs. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. The Springs, the hot Springs or the hot, there was like, it was like a place to go to like, you know, heal. It was open like September do- 25th, 1913, so it might not have been a hospital during the <laughs> Civil War. Was it nothing? Was it really not <laughs> a hospital? <laughs> By the way, I took a tour and I got the whole spiel and I have retained zero. I did take a picture where the sulfur spring... The, okay. So anyway... The sulfur springs. <laughs> so I was like, Paul, you got to check out this place, the Greenbrier. It's real pretty. I've been there for coffee. Let's spend, when you come visit my family, let's drive down there and let's spend a night there. Okay? hmm So we proceed to go there and have like the weirdest experience. Yeah. Of like, for, and like my cousin is, there's like some business thing going on there while we're there. Oh, there's and then my, big- co- my brother who's like, he won't spend money on that. He stayed at the Hampton Inn, which is like right across the street or something. <laughs> so my brother and sister-in-law there and then and my dad, they all stayed at the Hampton Inn and then they'd come meet us for drinks and stuff. Here's what was happening. There was some <laughs> business conference there. There was a business conference there. And we there. found out, I think, after we checked in yeah. that Dick Cheney was going to be Yeah, and I was thing. like, oh my God, I got, like, I knew I walked, I felt a chill, like, when I walked. <laughs> It's really weird because we we checked in and then there's there's the staff is all black. It's all black people. Mm. 
you know, like eighty percent. Like the the, the it depends f- on the te- you know the sort of front of house. Like the people behind the desk are white folks catering and then, on you. It feels you know, like an old yeah. There's like yeah. A, there was like a, a, a an older black gentleman who was in a uniform who was essentially like you know <clears throat> I'm your guy. You know, I'll take you here. I'll take you there. And uh, you everything know, it was, about it was weird. It, it just felt it just felt really uncomfortable. Then we heard the Dick Cheney thing. It got more uncomfortable. Okay. So anyway, so and then my dad's like, "Yeah, there's this business thing." And you weren't there when my dad was like, "There's a whole buffet in that room," and we went and got like free coffee and cake. And Janie's dad. <laughs> what you must know is that Janie's dad. <laughs> like we're Lebanese. When he hears that there's a buffet. It's like, like dollar signs listen, in his like, eyes. It's like we're Lebanese, and if it's like they're giving away free food, it's just gonna go in the trash. Like we're not gonna yeah. let it go. So, Even if you're not hungry, go eat the free food. So anyway, so we're we're the only ones spending the night in this in the. Oh, and what's crazy is okay. So so my in our dad group. Yeah. So okay, so my dad went um, is from. Boone County. I think we covered this before. Jessica White, Dancing Outlaw. That's not my dad, <laughs> but that's the general area. Mm-hmm. And um, he went to a military. He went to Greenbrier Greenbrier Military Academy, which was near there, which is mm-hmm. like a defunct uh, school now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, this is like. I keep going off on these tangents because it's like bringing up so many things. I know. So anyway, they still have like these class reunions. Mm-hmm. Where, at the Greenbrier. At, of the Greenbrier Military <clears throat> Academy. I don't know if they have them at the Greenbrier. Probably. I thought they did it at the Greenbrier. It's possible. But my point is there's this giant swimming pool, indoor swimming pool there. And that was like the swimming pool for his school like right. back in the day. Um, and in the fifties, like, like in the nineteen fifties or whatever, it's this incredible pool, and it's just beautiful to look at. And yeah, and like I went swimming in it. Like I was like, I thought it was so cool because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the pool that like my dad <laughs> in his high school, like when he went to Greenbrier Military. But my point is that when they they would have these um, reunions mm-hmm. where he would get together with his class, and they would do this one of those <laughs> like you know those like photographs where they like your whole big group of people like. 50 people or 40 people and the camera will start on the left side of the group of people and it'll pan to the right side so that it could get all of the people in the photograph. And then the photograph comes out and it's like a long skinny rectangle. Yeah, it's like a pano. It's a pano. Yeah. Oh, that has a yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but they, but they used to, yeah. So, so they used to like, you never see this anymore. Like <laughs> it's only in places like this where you see like a framed rectangular photo, like long rectangular photo. Yes. So they would always take the class photo, the class reunion photo, and my dad would start on one side. And then as the camera would pan, I guess he'd duck and run. Yes, he'd run behind everybody. To the other side. side. So that he'd be standing and smiling on the left-hand side (laughs) of the photo. But also when the photo came out, he would also be standing yeah. Like on the right side of and then it became, it became like a thing. Like he, he did, did it every, every time, year, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a thing. Anyway, so I was excited. We to- did that in Iceland. I took a panel of you. Oh, yeah. And I tried to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did. And we did it. All right. I'll have to dig that picture up. I don't know. Let's do it again. How it's going to look on Instagram. It's going to be so like a tiny strip. But 
It, well, you get the gist. You'll get the gist, yeah. Anyway, so we're staying in this hotel, and for I think that we were there, and Jim Justice's daughter yes. was getting married on yes. the grounds that weekend, and they were building this like new chapel. Oh, that was the other thing. Does he like own the Greenbrier or something? I think he's like own. He's like a gazillionaire. I remember him being the owner. Of he's the like Greenbrier. a gazillionaire. Yeah. So and he was build. He was building a chapel, especially for his daughter's wedding, which was happening that weekend. Like and it they was, like it was going it. up in twenty four hours or something. Yeah, something crazy. Something like that. crazy. Yeah. And so there was all this stuff going on on the property that was like weirding us out. Everything was gross. And then and then. They were like, this property is like really old. As you heard, it was like built in 1913. There's like bunkers there. And I guess if he is the owner, if he is indeed the owner, he built like this underground casino there. Hold on, hold on. When we say underground, it's not like... It's like the basement. Yeah, it's not secret or anything. It's, no, but there's no windows. Yeah, it was like it was like they they but they dug, didn't miss, mess with the property necessarily. They no, just no, dug no. a they, tunnel they under the dug into the earth and they built a casino there. That's part of the hotel now. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but when you, but when you go to it, you don't feel like oh my god, we're going underground. <laughs> right, but it, like You're going cause, downstairs because it's like a historic property and they didn't like mess necessarily with what was on top of it. Yes, it's with like, the with the above ground blueprint. Yes, right. and so. So we were like, okay, because my dad and I like to gamble. It's like a thing. Like they love it. They go to Vegas sometimes, and I've met my dad. My dad and I play craps. It's like a thing that we have. (laughs) It's like our thing. And so um, I was like, we got to go to the casino because we got to play craps at the at the casino. Mm -hmm. So we go down in there. And we lost like money. <laughs> not really. That was the other thing. We're not, we lost like money. We're not like great. That's like a thing. We're not like some. We lost ma- uh, how you say uh, money. <laughs> We're not like amazing at crafts. Like my you just have fun playing it. Yeah. I, like I have a strategy because I go to this website called The Wizard of Odds, and he like so basically like crafts has like. The best odds. Like, if you're going to play a casino game, it's, like, mm. the best one or whatever. If you must play a casino <laughs> game, please play craps. But, like, essentially, like, you can, like, if you have a lot of discipline, like, you can eventually win money in craps if you only, like, bet, like, the pass line and back up your... Like, if you mm-hmm. just, like, stay, like, the safest, but that's, like, the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Because you get, like, in the thing and you're like, okay, I want to put money on cra- crazy eyes or whatever. You know, whatever. I don't even know the names of the bets. And then my dad's, like, putting place in bets for the dice throw d- dice throw or whatever. Anyway, so we're going nuts and, and losing money. And this place is, like, fucking empty. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, we are, like, the only people with, like, three other, it like, sad businessmen. dismal. It was It was dismal. so empty. And they were, like, I want to say, like, 30 casino tables unstaffed with yeah. no people. And so I was, like, oh, my cousin's in the um, bar. Let's go have a drink with my cousin. And um, we're, like, having a drink with my cousin. And, and then, like, all of a sudden, he's, like, okay, I got to go. And we were, like, why? And he's, like, oh, at... I don't know, 10, 15 on the dot. Yeah. They play what's known as the Greenbrier Waltz and do this like dance and show in the, and we're like, what? No, please let me take over from here. 
So we're sitting, we're sitting in this crummy casino. Like everything's brand new. No one's there. And we're at the bar. At, at the entrance to the bar, because everything's sort of gambling themed. There's a lot of horse racing I imagery. I like the bar kind of. It had like a like a Britishy, yeah. Except in there a was, Disney way. In there, a Disney, there was a at the sort of on either side of the sort of three stairs up to the bar. There were lawn jockeys that were clearly painted to be Caucasian. <laughs> Everything is upsetting there. Everything's upsetting. So, um, and you're not allowed to take pictures. I don't it's remember a, that. Because it's a casino. Oh, because of counting. I got, I got scolded, yeah. Oh, because you might count cards. Yeah, because car- you might count cards. No one was the empty, there. Yeah, the empty. So at 10.15. It's all spooky. It, feels, it felt spooky. Uh, it didn't feel spooky to me. It more felt like this is a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Which all failures are spooky, <laughs> if you think about it. I don't know. There not, not everything spooky is a failure, but all failures are spooky. <laughs> so... Um, we're sitting there at the bar. Her cousin says, I got to get out of here before the green bar wall starts. And we're like, what the fuck? And true to his word, he bolts. Like, it's 1014. <laughs> so, He's like, goodbye. So at 1015. I tried to get him to stay too, didn't I? I, was, I oh, I yeah, was, absolutely. I was like, come on. We want to see. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was like, have fun. Well, after he said that, of course, I wanted to see his reaction to it. Absolutely. <laughs> so like, he leaves and, he um, uh, at 10.15, on the dot, uh, someone appears at the top of the stairs and says, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what? How do you even remember this? It is now time for the Greenbrier Wall. Well, they don't announce the Greenbrier Walls. I forget what they call them, but they introduce, like, these two young couples who work at the they work at the resort. I think they passed out cheap champagne too. They did. Yes. Okay, sorry. They did. I may have taken that. And so um the guy introduces the whatever the name was for the young Greenbrier people. What were they called? I don't remember. I don't remember. I wish I could the remember. The Greenbrier dancers or waltzers so or the Greenbrier. Like it was something like that. So these four kids in their 20s you know, oh my God, love it! Like theater, these four theater, theater kids. St- yes. students. They're they're dressed up in like the 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 gals are wearing these Scarlett O'Hara gowns with fucking hoop skirts and stuff like that. The guys are just wearing like rented tuxes from. I feel like they Fire had. Tux. They, wasn't they have like a morning like a morning like no, tails they sure did not. kind of no, thing? They did not. Okay, they in my had, mind they were a little more. I know they because sh- they should have been. I think your mind is filling in the gaps. Like I'm imagining like more past. I'm imagining pastel colors. No. The, and the there's girls. Lots yes. of makeup and curlers like the women there was for like sure. a lot of like ringlet curls yeah the guys it felt very um it felt very high school um the guys were just in rented tuxes and so they come they promenade down these three stairs <laughs> and they they walk to the center there's like a gazebo in the center of the room and they have on like those perma smiles you yes. know like the yes. like their mouths could not be drier and <laughs> They get to this. They get to the center of the gazebo, and you know the, the same person that that you know the town crier says. And now <laughs> join us in a toast to the Greenbrier as we play the Greenbrier Waltz. And so we all toast. We take a sip of this shitty champagne. Um, the, the, and the kids they don't have glasses, so they have to hold up pretend glasses. They just mime glasses. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow, you have a great memory of this. And then they do. The Greenbrier Waltz, which is just some old, you know, box step dance. 
With like the arms, like the four, the framed, yeah. ar- the really yeah, yeah, stiff yeah. framed arms, and like, yes. and the and the girl looking to the side, and then t- tilting her head to the other cuckoo. That's right, it was cuckoo because it is cuckoo, and then and and like smiling the whole time, and then I think the guys like dipped the girls. Probably, I mean, the whole thing was the dictionary definition of perfunctory, and then it was just over. And then I was like, trying to take pictures of like shit, and the guy over. scolded me. <laughs> yeah, and then it was just over. And then we were like, what just happened? <laughs> and then like we were like, okay, so then... I don't blame your cousin for leaving. <laughs> it was not worth staying for. No, he would have not liked it. But like, okay, so this is the best part, is that we wander, we, we leave that area, and we're wandering around kind of the property now which feels vast it oh it is vast yeah and it's kind of like i'm saying i'm telling you it feels spooky like it is it's like an old place it's old and haunted feeling and spooky like shit probably went down there like state secrets are probably sold it's a place for bad people and bad people go there but i mean i don't even know if that's all like there's got to be more to it i don't know you're right it's probably built on like like native american burial ground or something i would not be surprised like you know i don't know so so we're like like wandering around and we sort of end up in this other lobby this other area like totally like upstairs or something and then we heard music we heard music. And so we end up at this lobby. There's like a, in the, in the center of the place, there's this grand staircase that leads up to the upper floors. Yeah. Like other areas. Yeah. And so we come out, we're like on the second floor. And we're floor. buzzed, by the way. We're buzzed. Oh yeah. Man, we were getting our drink on. We had that cheap bar. champagne and I was like, I'm not letting this go to waste. <laughs> this is free. <laughs> I lost a hundred dollars at that damn craps table. <laughs> And I was like, I'm drowning my sorrows. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the most of this night that we have spent in this hotel. Yeah. Janie's hammered on champagne. <laughs> and we get, so we get to this, uh, this, we hear this music and we get to this lobby. And so we g- grab a table that's overlooking uh, the landing uh, of this grand staircase. There is, uh, you see a grand piano and then you see these two young people. Uh, who are singing, but they're no one's accompanying them on the grand piano. They're singing to karaoke tracks. They have they a karaoke, karaoke machine. machine. They are called Lewis and Clark. <laughs> they're they are obviously from the same theater school. Obviously, they're from the same. Yes. I don't think it was the same. People. You don't think they're related to the Greenbrier Waltz people? No. Mm, interesting. You don't think that Lewis and Clark is a role that anyone can f- fulfill? <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> Well, any two of them can be Lewis and Clark. I don't think so. I don't know, but anyway, I think you probably. I think that Lewis and Clark were their own entity. So Lewis and Clark are like this young guy and this young girl, and they're, they're singing. Not, they're clearly not a couple, right? Because maybe one would not prefer. Perhaps there might be, but they never they never refer to themselves as a couple. They don't even acknowledge their team. They're like their a team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, their names are Lewis and Clark. And so, and then they start singing like covers. Yeah. I mean, essentially like lounge, like now we're in like a lounge 
vibe. They're singing old songs like, for old people. Like my funny Valentine. Yes. And, it's, and, the, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the girl is like flirting with the husbands and like. She's going around to all these old men <laughs> and they everyone is eating it up. Oh my God. People they are delighted. love it. People when are she, loving she's it. She's like what, in her 20s? And then she'll, she'll she's sing got, like, something. She's got long red hair. She, yeah, she'll sing something sassy to one of these 80 year olds and everybody's and like, oh, oh, oh. And they're like, oh. And they like kind of titter clap. It worked titter, every like, you know what I'm talking about the little titter yeah. clap. Yeah, yeah. The little, oh, it worked you know? every time. And like everyone, and I'm like, I feel like I'm in a fucking David Lynch show at this point. Like I'm literally like, this is a fever dream. That's now I would say that's very strong. These people were not like grotesque. They no, were, it wasn't the people. It was the it was the place. It yes. was the place, and it was the vibe. Here's where I went with it, <laughs> that I couldn't believe that this place, which costs so much money, makes so much money, <laughs> they couldn't spring for a Grant, fucking person Grant, to play the Grant, piano. Yeah. Well, because I think we were there on a weeknight. We did get like a reduced- I don't care. We got a reduced- There should be- There's no excuse <laughs> for that karaoke machine. I was like- And I was there and I was like ready- Because we were there for like, what? Like 24 24- 30 hours or whatever. And I was like ready to do every, like they give you a printed schedule of Mm -hmm. what goes on in the property. Like when you check in, like it's a summer camp. Yeah. Like it's like this, there's going to be a quilting exhibit at seven, you know, whatever. (laughs) Like, and I got up early. That's when I did the, the tour. I went on the tour and I feel like I almost befriended some like disgruntled, housewife that might have been about to tell me about wanting to leave her husband on the tour and i was like very excited about that of course but you're gonna get the hot goss <laughs> but i wasn't like there long enough and then uh and of course i'm like roam i will like i went roaming like through every corner of that place like i wanted to Janie has a real wanderlust i was like she's a, in big buildings I, and i grabbed a brochure they sell properties there yeah and i want to say Somehow I Googled or found out like that John Travolta owns. No, I think they had a list. I think they said there. like, here's the famous people that have property at the Greenbrier. And yeah, I remember that's the one I remember too is John Travolta. Do you remember? I was like, what? I was like, what are these properties? Where do people live? Mm-hmm. You know? And then this was like also right around when Instagram started being really popular. So I was very interested in Jim Justice's daughter's wedding because this happened after we left yes so we saw the chapel going up and then we left and um and i we saw the chapel going up and we left but then i was like i'm gonna search the location Mm -hmm. like for the next 12 hours because i want (laughs) to see so i just kept like searching you mean you're gonna look at the at the tag on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and I found out that Lionel Richie performed. That's right. At the wedding. Yes. And then I got really pissed because I felt like we could have been like the Solano couple that crashed the White House. The Solanos. <sighs> what is their name? Solanis? Solanis? Sulani? What the fuck was their name? That could have been us. Can you imagine? And that we, Suleimani, the Suleimani's. Was that it? Am I making this up? There no, was a couple that crashed the yes, Obama that's wife. not, it's the name that I'm not sure about. <laughs> not the, not the, the concept. And I was like, we, if we'd stayed another night, we could have fucking partied and seen Lionel Richie. 
I just know we could have blended in somehow. Like, I had been through every... Salahi. Salahi. The Salahis. The 2009 state dinner. I wanted to Salahi us into that Lionel (laughs) Richie party because I think it would have been awesome. Well, we were jealous because at our wedding, we only were able to get Bobby McFerrin. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember at our wedding. He opened and closed, but don't worry, be happy. At our wedding, we had, we had hired this DJ and we, we actually dictated the list of what could be played, but there was a, there was a period of time where he had to vamp. Because it our was cocktail like, list ran out because we were taking, we were taking too long. We were getting, with the photos getting our or pictures something. taken, except pictures of my family, <laughs> which is a whole other situation. Yeah. Also, I didn't like any of the post photos. Whatever. Yeah. I only like the candid's. Any whatever. Candid's are the best. Can, so anyway, um, he vamped, and then uh, I think at one point he played uh, your. Well, bo- he played a song, <laughs> and then Jessica Chaffin, <laughs> our friend, our dear friend Jessica Chaffin from Askwana, came up to you, I believe, and said. He's playing Your Body is a Wonderland. Is this, did you want this to happen? Yeah. And, 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 and she, but she kind of said it like she knew it wasn't. Of course. She was like, um, he's playing Your Body is a Wonderland. Do you want me to, <laughs> you want me to say something? Say something? Do you want me to say something? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? No, this is not on a list. Nothing again. Just like, dude, start the list over again. You know what I mean? Also like, if, you, if we run out of songs, start the list over like, again. Like, obviously, Who but cares? if I bet I heard it through the grapevine on the list, like, find another song in the I heard it through the grapevine, <laughs> like, world. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. like, it doesn't have to be John Mayer. <laughs> There's a lot of steps you can go like, to. Like, you could have played I'm Going to the Chapel. Gonna, I mean, like, anything. <laughs> Like there are so many like standards that people want to hear. Do the chapel Ooh, and there's gonna, gonna be Lionel Richie. <laughs> I was so mad and I was like, oh, we could have gone to that wedding. I just know it. And then, <laughs> and then that guy. So I guess he nailed the vaccine rollout. Fine, good for him. Mm-hmm. But he did say Obama was not welcome in his state, which I did not uh, like. When did he say this? Recently? Like, yeah. Like when when 45 was still... Post-Obama presidency. Yes. Jesus Christ. Because he was all up 45's ass and he got yeah, all that... Yeah, yeah. He got all that money. Yeah. He got all that... Uh, he got a bunch of like... COVID money right off. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how he was able to get the vaccines in it. Whatever. Mm. Listen, God love him because he vaccinated my dad. God love him. And he va- and my 90 year old, happy, happy birthday, Aunt Peggy. You know, I don't know what this his deal is, is. This is all to say happy birthday, Aunt Peggy. This is all about our weird experience at this crate. Oh, but I also didn't tell, tell everyone this part was that our room, it was, it felt very old. In a good yeah, way, in a yeah, cool way. Yeah, yeah. Everything I about was, it was awesome. I, well, I wouldn't say that. I, I would say that I did like that. It felt, uh, it felt original. It felt like an old building. It didn't feel like so old. You know, it had character to it in that way. You know, and there were two, like there was like two toilets. There was like one in one room and one in another. Why are you shaking your head? No, I no, I'm not shaking my. 
not shaking my head. No. What are you shaking? What is that? I'm shaking my head in disbelief. I still, it's still the strangest thing. It was an old timey thing and I didn't understand it. And And, then. Because here's the thing. You know, (laughs) I have stayed in many hotel rooms of varying degrees. (laughs) Yes, I know. And I've been with you for some of them. Yes. For many of them. I've stayed in very nice hotels. I've stayed in very terrible hotels. Remember the bit, the. In San Francisco, that fucking place in San Francisco. Oh, that's a whole other. What yes. was that place called? The club, the club quarters or whatever. Oh, that place. Oh, I was thinking of another place. The club quarters is like a fine businessman hotel. It's not fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's like if you, hey, do you need a place to go sleep? This place has got you covered. <laughs> it feels like a youth hostel with your own bathrooms. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel that. I feel like that the club quarters is very. It's very clean and featureless. You know what I mean? It's depressing. It, oh, it's not joy-inspiring. Not at all. At least the Greenbrier has flowers on the wallpaper. Okay. That I like oh, that. Okay. That's the, why I liked it more because I like the d- aesthetic of the Greenbrier because it's this old... Yes. Okay, I'll get into I, that I, in yes. a minute. But, I, but yeah, this place had a, a bathroom and then it had like a little powder room. In, a, in one, a single hotel one, room with yes, one bed. We were like in a suite. It was very strange. But then what was crazy, this was the crazy thing. I took a video of it and I hope I can find it for Instagram. Okay. When you flush the toilet, it was like it led to another vortex. <laughs> it led to another vortex. I had never seen a more powerful toilet flush it was, in it was a, my life. A furious flush. Like, they don't even have, I guarantee you they don't have to clean those toilets. It was an, an because angry they flush. Pressure wash themselves. Like it was insane. Like I could not believe. Why don't you let's act it out? You you like <laughs> press the handle and then I'll imitate the toilet. Okay. Okay. Could you <laughs> Right. I loved his wait, but I just wanted to get to the aesthetic. So the reason I was like sort of like interested and in, enamored with going to the Greenbrier is that it has this crazy like aesthetic that was designed by this woman named Dorothy Draper. Yes. And she was like kind of like one of the first prominent female interior designers uh like that became super successful. And I want to say like in the, in the thirties or something, like whenever that era was when she was, or maybe the twenties or something, twenties and thirties. Yeah. And it was, and it is kind of like, she's an interesting character and figure in her own right. And her designs are very bold and feminine. Very bold. And cool. And so I like the I like it. Well, because like they're it. feminine. I mean, they're like florally and they feel very old lady to me. I feel like they feel like kind of like cool, young, preppy. Wow, because of the pink and green thing, mm-hmm. maybe, and like mm-hmm. that was like a big thing in the eighties. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I think it's interesting. Um, personally, I like I like the aesthetic, but maybe it's because I like old lady stuff. Look, Janie loves old ladies. I mean, that's her jam. Why not? Why not? Somebody's got to love them. Hey, if you're an old lady listening to this, we love you. <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Listen to our sponsors. Do you believe in magic spoon? Hey, it's Paul. 
With the new year, we are all trying to eat better. Yes, all of us. But healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon, magic, the opposite of boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without the bad stuff. Now, this is big, big news for me personally. Magic Spoon has released a brand new variety pack now featuring peanut butter. Let me tell you something. When I was a kid, my favorite sugary cereal was a nautical-themed, nautical-elephant-themed peanut butter cereal. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention it, but it was my absolute favorite. So I'm very excited about this. Magic Spoon released peanut butter as a limited edition flavor in 2020, and it sold out three times. Peanut butter has gotten so much love, rightfully so, my editorializing, that they've decided to keep it permanent and add it to the bestsellers variety pack, which also includes frosted, fruity, and cocoa. There is zero sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories a serving. Plus, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I would have put all the frees together. It's not, not my place. All right. So I'm excited to try this peanut butter. I cannot wait. I've liked all the Magic Spoon flavors so far. I missed peanut butter when it came out last year. I would have been all over that. So this is great news for me. And guess what? For you. Go to magicspoon.com slash homekins to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code homekins, H-O-M-E-K-I-N-S, at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It is back to the 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash homekins and use the code homekins to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Do you guys know about Audible? Go get that Audible app ASAP because it is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and more like original entertainment. And now podcasts. They have just recently launched their newest membership plan, Audible Plus. With Audible Plus, you get full access to their Plus catalog, which is filled with thousands and thousands of select originals, audiobooks, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of popular shows as well as exclusive series. Look, you can listen while working from home, cooking, exercising, on a walk, as a family activity, or just relaxing. Listening helps people feel connected and inspired. Frankly, I like to listen when I'm doing housework. I actually listen to John Hodgman's Vacation Land that way. Visit audible.com slash homekins or text homekins to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial. That's audible.com slash homekins or text homekins to 500-500 for a free 30-day trial. (laughs) We're back. Good. Oh my god, can you believe it? Uh, Ermagerd. Ermagerd is one of my favorite responses to something. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I do. I it. think it stood the test of time. I did in all caps. Like crazy. Do you, and when I you use it sparingly though. I don't think I don't you don't send me a lot of Ermagerd things, but Oh, I haven't so uh, I haven't sent you things that are Ermagerd worthy. Nah. Mm. Nah. Okay. Nah. 
Okay. Anyway, um, how crazy was that story though about the crazy play that crazy fancy resort we stayed with? <laughs> I just like honestly I like, like this summation. Anyway, how crazy was that story? It was story just crazy because it was like it was like this I was like this place that loomed large like in my growing up imagination and it was so yeah. strange and That's true. For me, I had no context for it. Do you know what I mean? And I thought it was a I think it's a pretty place. Mm. I think it's. I think it's a pretty place. It's. It's not. It's beautiful, like gardens and flowers, and like it has like lots of that. Absolutely. I don't know. I like weird places though. Like I'm pretty like into the weirdness of it. Let's get into some of these weird places you like. (laughs) What is like the weirdest journey? Like in terms, like what is the weirdest place you've ever spent the night? Oh my god. The weirdest place I've ever spent the night? Uh-huh. Oh, man. I don't... I don't... I don't know. Have you ever, like, gone to bed somewhere where you're like, I don't feel safe here? And then and then you, like, eventually fall asleep? No, but I will. I've had <laughs> the... I've had the opposite. I... I here's a... Here's the thing that I have. <laughs> is that... I it, I think it is the reason that I am drawn to like small boats or little cabins or things like that. Uh-huh. There's something about being like just protected enough in a place uh-huh. to be cozy. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Where it's like there is there's just enough heat in here mm. from this fire or whatever and I have these blankets and this will be okay. There's something about that that I don't know where it comes from. Well, of course that feels very um higgy. Is that how you say Higgy. Higgy. <laughs> you guys know about Higgy? But it's not just it's not just being cozy. It's being cozy in sort of extreme circumstances. If like that makes a cabin sense. in the woods where a bear could come up at your inside. A bear could come up in your insides <laughs> and then forget it. I did see a headline. Oh my God. You just reminded me of a headline I saw today about a woman who was attacked by a bear in her out outhouse from below. <laughs> Wait, what? Believe it or not, I did not click on the article. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> I feel like I got enough information from just the headline. Oh, yeah. What more do you need? It's like the onion. Like, look, the onion will, there will be an article <laughs> under the headline that you can read and it will also the be funny. The headline is everything. But if you don't read the article, you're fine. You still got a good look. Now that I'm thinking about it, like the onion has created clickbait headline. They were the originators. It's true. <laughs> It's very true. Speaking of being warm and cozy, our hearts go out to our Southwest friends. Man. I've been, so I don't, some of you might know, I actually spent um, time in Texas. I, I, uh, I went to a acting school there. I went to like a professional actor training program that has led me nowhere, but, (laughs) uh, but I spent time there in, in Dallas and I'm, I have a lot of connections now to Texas because of the time that I lived there. And, um, you know, I've been hearing from my friends all week, um, who have been luckily able to kind of weather this, 
uh, storm situation. For those of you who don't know, maybe international listeners, there was a terrible winter storm that really just ravaged the middle of America this whole week. And it turns out that the electric grid in Texas was not equipped or able to withstand the kind of extreme weather that climate change is now bringing um, to many parts of the world. And 4 million people were left without any power um, in very frigid temperatures. Um, And now like their water supply is impacted. Uh, Mm. People are under like boil notice and they're running out of water and supplies. And um, obviously there's many unhoused people in the area that have, you know, just there have been fatalities from this and our, our hearts and our have been broken by it. And um, I've been keeping tabs on everyone and we hope everyone's okay in that area. But, uh, such a preventable catastrophe. Yeah, I know. And it's been it, such a like, it's a difficult thing to process when you're seeing these people suffer and know that there's nothing you can do. And um, I don't know. I just. Uh, and I, I want to like praise the people that are organizing on the ground out there and doing like Beto O'Rourke and is doing wellness checks of, of seniors, you know, yeah. like he's got a phone network set up where but people Texas are checking in on people. So big, man. Texas is vast. And here's the thing. Oh, and we have some Canadian friends that got stuck there on their way back. Yes. But, yeah. But so, he, yeah. I want to, I want to say this, yeah. that I, everyone that I've ever known, I can, I think I could say this across the board. Everyone I've ever known from Texas or the people that I know that live in Texas now mm-hmm. are wonderful people. Oh yeah. And they're totally. good, decent people. And so I, I know the, the, there, there's a temptation to say if you don't like the people that represent Texas in government or, uh, you know, the, the people that have caused this to happen the way it's happened. I know there's a temptation to say, uh, hey, Texas, you get what you deserve. You know, you should have done something different, whatever. Right. I, I'm seeing so much of that online. I don't like it. And it's like, look, th- th- you can't, you can't just make that place all one thing that the, any more than you can make any other place all one thing. Well, Wherever you live, there's all different types of people. Whoever votes for who, there's all different types of people. Yeah. So please know that when you're saying, hey, Texas, you, you deserve this. There's a lot of people there that don't deserve this. Well, here we are in California and there are a lot of people who got really upset because in the summer when we were having our terrible wildfires here and we have them frequently mm-hmm. and it's not just here, it's in Arizona, Oregon, like it's, you know, a lot yeah. of the, the West, um, they were doing during the heat waves, sort of uh, rolling blackouts and stuff. And some of the Texas politicians were going online and tweeting things like, California is such a piece of shit place. You know, they don't even know how. It was Ted Cruz. One of the most. I'm sure he wasn't the only one, though, because he wasn't the only one. But let's say this. He was the worst one. Ted Cruz, one of the most. He might be the dumbest. One of the most sniveling worms that has ever been elected to public office. Also, by the way, he just ruined his career because he he left Houston. His house was cold. This is like my favorite thing that maybe happened this week. Not that Texas got cold, but that he his house was cold and he decided to go to Cancun 
and people got caught. People like blamed it on his daughters. Yeah. They're like, how can you leave your constituents in this, in the biggest crisis? And by the way, people have been comparing this crisis to Katrina because it's like a failure of like infrastructure because Katrina, it wasn't just the storm that hit. It was the breaching of the levees that flooded, you know, so I don't know if people outside of America who listen, like understand like that Katrina was this disaster that happened like after the fact almost like, you know, yeah. and then people were stranded there like in the Superdome and on tops of the roofs without water. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually one of those things where we were all watching on our televisions, not in New, New Orleans in that area, in horror, because we were like, I don't understand why they can't get water to these people. Like, I don't understand why they can't save these people. It was like a slow motion horror movie. Well, anytime anything like that happens... In America, and not just a natural disaster, but the the aftermath of it, and what do people do? And about the failure it. of the system. Yes, and when, the the, failure. when the system failure, when the system fails, it just seems like this is absurd that in this you know insanely wealthy nation that there's this much this much uh, it's dysfunction I, or whatever. It's not yeah, that yeah. crazy when you think about it because we're a racist country. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, but also Cruz, like we don't like to invest in. This is another thing. No, because it's somebody else's problem. But also like it goes to like the COVID stuff too. Like we don't like to invest in things that are intangible. Like we don't like to prepare for the unknown. Well, because here's what it is. It's people that are never going to have to face any kind of situation like Katrina or being freezing cold in Houston out of nowhere right? because they always have a way out and they always have a thing that they can do to make themselves comfortable. So they can't, so they can't imagine, they cannot imagine the suffering that other people are going to go through. And they also don't care. But it's definitely that, but there's also this other layer to it of like, it's an unsexy, thing that doesn't score you political points. Like if you're, if you're like, I'm going to be the president that prepares like for a pandemic or whatever, it doesn't, there's no payoff unless there's a fucking pandemic while you're in office. Yeah. But here's the thing. It makes sense, but you don't have to run on that. Do you know what I mean? Right. That could be just something you decide, Oh, that's good to do. And we should take care of that, you know? And now, but here's the thing. I also think Ted Cruz will get reelected. I don't think this is the end of his career. I do. I think okay. okay. So he was caught for going to Cancun, and then he- South Carolina welcomed Mark Sanford back. He just made a. He just went a different way. I mean, maybe, but he didn't really stay. He didn't have any staying power. But also, he didn't leave no, in the middle. He, of, he didn't leave in the middle <laughs> of a crisis, though. No, he didn't leave in the middle of a crisis. But he was. Uh, he did spend taxpayer money to do his dumb fucking and I, affair. He had to pay it back. And, yeah. Thank God. Right. But he also, and he lied about it. He lied about it. Yeah. And he humiliated his wife and kids. Yeah. By the way, I read Jenny Sanford's now, if you want to talk about, memoir. if you want to talk about humiliating wife and kids, let's talk about this Ted Cruz guy. <laughs> All right. So the Ted, so, so the Ted Cruz thing was so crazy. <laughs> when he like got caught and he came back and he lied about it. And this is maybe the best part of the whole Ted Cruz story mm. in my personal opinion. Heidi Cruz, like all of us, are on, is on a text thread with her friends. <laughs> this is how we're similar. 
Look, like all of us, <laughs> Heidi Cruz is on a text thread with her But friends. this hopefully is where it ends mm-hmm. because on her text thread, she's like, y'all, it's fucking cold as a witch's tit. Let's go down to fucking Mexico and drink some margaritas. Fuck this noise. And then <laughs> they were all like, oh, yeah, well, I have like, you know, my elderly mom to take care of or whatever. But, you know, yeah, no. So they all said no. And then they go to fucking Cancun. Yeah, I'm not a professional grifter. I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe it's not a good time. Maybe whatever. Someone on her fucking thread leaked the texts to the New York Times. And, I mean, that shit is, that's the scandal right there. And if you ask me. (laughs) Like, who is the whistleblower? Because I went on all my text threads and I was like, y'all, if you leak this, anything I fucking say (laughs) in the New York Times, like, please don't sell me out. Because I say shit on my text threads that's like... Not cool for it's not for the you consumption. Are, you are incendiary on those text threads. <laughs> like I say stuff on the text threads. I'll send a meme, you know, <laughs> and write LOL. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen, but I'm not going to post that on my Twitter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not going to post that on my Twitter, <laughs> but like. Can you imagine if somebody leaked your text threads to the fucking New York Times? Can you imagine being friends with Ted and Heidi <laughs> Cruz? I don't know. I mean. It is funny that these these conservative people mm-hmm. all have their some <laughs> friend, some female friend that is always waiting to sell them out. Right, some, like Melania. Yes. Some female Look, friend. I read, it's like I record all my conversations. God, I, like now that I'm talking about all these memoirs I've read, I'm kind of embarrassed, but. You know, I don't watch Real Housewives or whatever, so I guess that's my Real Housewives, mm-hmm. is that I read Jenny Sanford's Revenge Memoir. Right. I read Stephanie Revenge Winston's memoir. I read Stephanie Winston's Revenge Memoir about Melania. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to think who else's Revenge Memoir I read. <laughs> It'll come to me, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some other Revenge Memoir. Did you read, read the OJ book? The, if I did it, here's how I would have done it? Isn't that? No, I didn't read that because I don't need to read his book, but I read, um, and you know that, um, because I did listen to the podcast that was put together by Ronald, uh, Kim Goldman, uh, Ronald Goldman's sister. Yeah. The Ronald Goldman, who was, who was murdered by OJ Simpson. Um, and you know that they, they sued him. Was his dad's name Ron too? I think so. Yeah, with the mustache. Yeah, I think so. And uh, anyway, her her podcast was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Actually, not I know we're not in the recommendations phase, but if you haven't heard, um, I think it's called Facing OJ or something, or Facing, it's like, it's kind of her own reckoning with this trauma. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, we have examined this OJ thing. Through so many lenses. The two of us, yes. <laughs> you know our other podcasts about it. <laughs> Did we forget to tell you about our OJ podcast? I I admired the bravery of her putting that podcast together. Mm-hmm. Because I think it was such a trauma mm-hmm. 
on like here are these people who are not in the public eye. Yeah. Who don't even like live in LA. Right. And they have just been completely victimized by the loss of the and they, and by all accounts like their loved one it was so lovely like a mm-hmm. like a lovely person that was here chasing his dreams you know as an actor like he was just a young person that happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time mm-hmm. in this ugly sordid you know situation mm-hmm. and he lost his life and you know these people they didn't want to like uh, exploit this tragedy or, or kind of like profit from it in any way. They just wanted to heal. They wanted justice and they wanted to heal and they didn't get justice. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, like so many years later, she did this podcast that I recommend because it's not really just about that event in her life, but it's about like, in a way, like moving on and finding resilience past you know this thing mm-hmm. um i forgot why i got on the topic of that because we we're talking about text threads <laughs> Ted and Heidi Cruz. oh the revenge memoirs because you asked memoirs, me oh yes. so my point was he was not really allowed to write that book oj oj correct like i don't think because they, you know, he lost in a civil trial. He wasn't allowed to profit off of. Yes, right. because right. because uh, even though he was acquitted, and if and honestly, the the OJ Made in America docu series, it's like it's unreal. Amazing. Like yeah. you have to watch it, and it will explain all of it. It will explain all of it, um, and it had nothing really to do with any of the events with the murder of, of Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman, but this it's about so much more than just that case. The context of it was, is everything. Yes. It's, it's fascinating. Um, but so even though he was acquitted in a legal case where he was being charged with murder, yes. he was actually found liable in a wrongful death. Death? Is that I a thing? Civil, so. that civil? Sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. Like in a civil case yes. brought by the families uh, that held him responsible. Mm-hmm. And I believe that case basically meant he was to pay damage. It was a form of punishment other than like jail. Yeah. He, yeah. had, to, he had to pay damages to he the He had family. to pay damages. Yeah. So so the the idea of that book... If you were to purchase that book, I do believe the money yes. does not go to him. But I didn't read. I mean, I yeah. was not. And and she talks about that on the podcast. Yeah, it's a crazy fuck you. That's like, oh, okay. If I but have it's to, delusional. I have to send you money. Um, how about de- I write a book? It's that delusional says, to yeah. think that you. That it's delusional to to be like I got away with murder. I also wonder in his mind if he actually believes he did not commit the murders. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I, I is that like a we possibility? talked about this on three to my, my here's why. Oh, you because did? You talked about OJ? Well, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> we talked about that, that OJ made in America uh, series because mm. not only was there the, the history of, uh, the racist, the, the, um, um, 
The racist Systemic cops. racism yeah. in California, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It goes back a long, long way. Yes. Way before, you know, Rodney King. It's oh, like totally. it's it's LA was founded on this. Yes. Um and so the 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 series examines like all the things that led up to um the OJ case. Yes. Why he was probably acquitted. Um and but also they do get they do touch on the fact that OJ was a football player and that he, he was regularly handsome and rich and yes, yeah. but he was also in a in a in a in a crazy uh, like a, a, a very violent contact sport. You like know. Um, that one uh, documentary we watched, the Aaron Hernandez thing that yeah. shed a light on yeah, yeah, yeah. how their brains yeah. get damaged by playing. Yes. This con- this like concussions happen. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. I don't remember that necessarily coming up so much in OJ in terms of like maybe his brain I'm com- damage. Maybe I'm conflating it with the Aaron Hernandez thing. But now that, that you're mentioning be, but, it, it has to be, there has to be a connection. I, but I know people have talked about OJ's uh, possible CTE before because it's like, I, I think for most football players, it's it's probably inescapable, you know? And also, I just saw this story about this one ex-football player who beat up his girlfriend. Did oh, you yeah. see yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. Yes. Um, I actually tweeted about I it last week name, because I yeah. saw her... But what she was on the news telling her story, and honestly, it was so upsetting because, you know, they were in this very loving relationship and very, very close, and he suddenly just, like, turned on her, mm-hmm. like, just turned on her and almost killed her, and he's, like, <laughs> 10 times her size. Of course. And she barely survived, and then afterward, he went in the other room and made a smoothie and came back in and said, Oh, you're still alive. And she was like crawling to the bathroom to like call, um, for help. And, um, this is on CBS this morning, which is my news station of choice. Sorry. (laughs) Big Gail King. So Gail was like interviewing her very, or no, it wasn't Gail who was interviewing, but anyway, I, I don't, whatever. Um, but, um, they anyway, she's like going after him. You know, she she's like, no, I think he deserves to be in jail. And um, they were like, well, do you believe his condition, like his mental condition, like contributed to this? And he didn't know what he was doing. And she was like, I can't answer that because when the cops came, his demeanor was very different toward them than it was toward me in this mm-hmm. incident. Right. And that has to be like the scariest form of gaslighting of like, wait a minute, did he go crazy or not? Yeah. If he can speak lucidly about, you know, it's a very mysterious thing. And I'm not letting OJ off the hook because he clearly had this history mm-hmm. of being an, a, a batterer, yeah. you know. Um, but anyway... Interesting that you mentioned Rodney King because there's a very uh, there's a new docu series coming out at the end of this month that I'm very interested in watching about the Rodney King stuff mm-hmm. because I didn't live in California then I was young you know I was too young I mean I was like probably in like what like grade <laughs> school or something with all that happening and uh, I want to like. I'm curious, like, even though they touched on it in, in the OJ Made in America, like, I don't think I totally fully understand because some of the footage I was seeing for the preview for this docuseries that's coming out, 
I think it's called Boiling Point or something. I'm very. It's mm. on my list of watch to watch. Um, that's coming out this month. Um, I mean, some of, you look at some of the footage that they were showing, and it reminds you of like the George Floyd stuff this summer. Yeah, like it literally is just like history repeating itself, like over and over, and like no one listening to this this problem, this mm-hmm. systemic problem. It's like. I don't understand why it's so scary to face or scary to look at or why it's like people don't want to accept it. And I I wonder if it's because we're raised from a, like a tiny little age to respect authority and not question authority somehow or like, well, there's that. And there's also the, the just implicit, uh, white supremacy, uh, in our country that Uh we benefit from. And, and, People don't, I've said this a million times, people don't want to feel like they're the bad guy and they uh-huh. can't, they have a hard time processing, discovering that they are part of a bad system that enriches them or benefits them. They have a hard time discovering that and admitting that they benefit from that right. and then reconciling in their mind like... That must mean I'm supposed to say I'm a bad guy. Or not only that, I think what it is is like a primal fear of like, even if you don't have to say, oh, I'm a bad guy, you like there's a fear of like, if I admit that I'm benefiting from this system and I speak out against this system, then I also will become like somehow not benefiting from oh, anything. Oh, that's a whole other that's like the deepest fear is the that the deepest fear is like the, I'm become oppressed if I don't get yes, on the side of yes, the oppressor then I'll if I'm be not the minority the that's what they're all worried about so if I'm not on the side of the oppressor then I'm going to be oppressed and yeah. I have to like you will not replace us and that's so what it's all I'm about. in the middle of this thing and so I'm just like fearful and but the thing is the whole thing is a myth because and there's this woman who has this book out, and I forgot what it's called, but she it just came out. Heather, her name's Heather something. I'm messing this up, but she talks about the book is about how society would benefit, literally economically, like every like you know, like a rising tide lifts all shif- ships, shifts. <laughs> Boats. Ships, boats. Yeah. <laughs> you know how a rising tide, <laughs> rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. And so she went on this journey to like basically um, examine racism in America and why so many white people have like if like in other words like we can't have nice things in America because. White people are scared that black people will replace them. Mm-hmm. So, so like when they segregated, they segregated the pools, and then they said no, black people pay taxes too, and so we have to integrate these um, government-funded public pools mm-hmm. instead of keeping the pools open. They drained all the pools yeah. because they didn't want to share it with black people. Yeah. So, in other words, like instead of sharing the pools with other races, they decided it was better to not for nobody to have the pool Absolutely, for nobody. to. And and this was just like a metaphor in a way Mm -hmm. that, and she wrote this whole book and did this whole study about it. And she's trying to educate people that 
really like this mindset, this mindset is not, it's not helping anyone, like even white people. Like it doesn't help anyone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which, which is like, but you're like, you're brainwashed into thinking like, oh my gosh, we have to keep black people out of our pools. Mm -hmm. So let's just not have pool. I don't know. Like whatever. Anyway, it's an interesting thing to think about, but I'm going to watch that Ronnie. I'm going to watch the shit out of that Ronnie King thing. (laughs) And I'm going to watch the shit of that, out of that Woody Allen expose. Oh no. What? Are you kidding? I know. I might watch it. I just like, it's, it's hard to gear up to watch these unpleasant things. That's all I care about watching. I want to watch all of these things. I love watching these. You love unpleasant things. I like to learn about the nuance of American life. Like, it is so crazy. Do you think you're going to get that from the Woody Allen thing? Yes, because I also think... I read a good review about it by this guy, Ben Travers, who I actually met in real life. Of course. You know, Ben? Yes. I follow him on Twitter, but I've I've met him at some of the Netflix functions. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, he wrote a very interesting piece about the docuseries, kind of like examining this, again, like the system that fails these children. You know, you're looking at a situation where adults can weaponize things i don't in that situation i don't think that was the case like ted cruz blaming his daughters for going to cancun yeah so how do you how do you separate what's i mean you have to always like (laughs) err on the side of the child right yes you have to err on the side of the child i can't believe you fed me this wet red wine tonight this Uh, has gotten me feed you anything this is not my normal weekend water y'all and let me tell you something you (laughs) dove right in our friend, our friends, deep in ben my and Julie, cups right our now. friends, Ben and Julie dropped off. <laughs> How am I going to edit what this? It was essentially our dinner, which was she's in, oh, she, she made that homemade bread. She made some homemade bread. I mean, we're we're lucky people. Cheeses. We're very lucky people because of our neighbors to have wonderful neighbors and friends. Yes, <laughs> but we we had snacks for dinner. <laughs> but she brought us this bottle of wine, and we fucking cracked By the it way, right over. I haven't mouth. been. Like, I don't do the wine so much anymore. I know. This is very rare for you. Because it's a situation. It's a situation. Why don't you tell us some things you want to recommend? I've already talked about my future recommendations and my past (laughs) recommendations. recommendations. I would like to recommend uh, two movies that we watched and enjoyed greatly. They Mm. could not be more opposite. Um, We have to give a quick warning. You might have to be a subscriber of HBO, and you might have to rent. Yeah, one no, of them. I'll tell. I'll tell. Okay. I always we always tell people where the things are. Yeah, I know, but there's money involved. Yes, of course. And and look, I, I you know we truck. do we do recommend things that uh, cost money sometimes, but we also recommend a lot of free stuff too. Like there's plenty of podcasts that we've recommended. Like we're just we're just you know we're just re- bringing them to you as we consume them. And hopefully, this podcast is free. It is free. The one that you're listening to. This one. The, our podcast is free. And we well, are, there you go. And we're not goop. There like, you we're go. Not, all we're doing is we're bullshitting for an hour, and then at the end we say, here's some shit we watched. We don't um, get free placenta serums. Okay. Okay. Yet. Okay, honey. Okay. 
okay, okay. I do have some wrinkles. Okay. Okay. Now you're getting If you want to send baby placenta serum. If you want to, you know what? All jokes aside, if you want to send baby placenta serum, we'll take it. Um, uh, So two movies that we watched last week, Judas and the Black Messiah. Absolutely amazing movie. Fucking intense as fuck. Really intense, um, but... So incredibly directed. Uh, all the performances across the board are fantastic. Um, and it is part of our American history. Um, oh, yeah. It's about Fred Hampton. Yeah. Fred Hampton, the Black Panthers. It's it's in the fucking FBI. So uh, that is a great movie. Um, and the other one was <laughs> Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Y'all, the shit. Okay. This one costs money. It's like nineteen ninety nine rent. This is like one of those where it's like if you were to go to the movies. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. We laughed all the way through this movie. I, first of all. Like big laughs constantly. First of all, not one joke was left on the table. <laughs> Every joke got it's payoff. Everything pays off. Everybody's great in the it. The tightness of this. Script. It's so it's so funny. And also, it's like, Kristen Wiig is always great. And yeah. Annie Mumolo is so she's fantastic. Fun. This movie, it's it's a comedy, but it's like it's just silly. It's it's like um, almost like an Austin Powers in that vein. You know what I mean? Where it's just silly. Um, it's it's hilarious. It is not. It's not broy. It's not trying to be uber cool. It is just funny. But I will say this: in addition, in terms of how it was directed, like mm-hmm. I loved the art direction. Like it had fun colors, yeah, absolutely, and everything was thought through in a way that was loving. Yeah. It's like great. The people who were making this movie cared about its audience so much yeah. that I feel very happy that they presented this to the world. Yeah. It was it was absolutely terrific. So that's our recommend that's I'm gonna say that's our recommendations. I have one more recommendation oh, that's free. Okay. So I started this podcast true crime podcast. <laughs> um called Mommy Doomsday. <laughs> and you'll love to hear it. Keith Morrison of Dateline is hosting this. And so already you're on board, right? But why is the podcast? <laughs> and for how much money? It's free. So No, how much money does he get? I hope a lot of money because he has given us so much. And Mommy Doomsday is about that crazy Mormon couple. I know you saw the Dateline on it, y'all. Where the kids... <laughs> Don't play like you didn't. The, I mean, it happened right before the pandemic where the kids were missing and the couple went to fucking Hawaii and the FBI was like, where are your fucking kids? And the family was like, where are your fucking kids? And they were like, I don't care and I don't know. And they were like, you need to tell us where your fucking kids are. And they were like, fuck y'all. And then they were like, oh, the kids are not here anymore. So y'all are arrested. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's how they said it to me. And then they were like. The kids are not here anymore. So y'all are arrested. And then they were like. 
Okay, where are your previous spouses while we're at it? <laughs> and why were you buying wedding bands before okay. you Don't were give like, too much away, honey. Don't give too no much away. Don't give too much away. Also, by the way, I'm not because, first of all, that D-line's been out for a year. Right. Okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap it up. <laughs> mommy Doomsday. Mommy Doomsday. And to all you Mommy Doomsdays out there, thank you for listening. Thanks for our emails. We got a lot. Stay yes. at Homekins at gmail.com. We are Stay of Homekins think- on Twitter and Instagram. Stay of Homekins at gmail.com. Please uh, write to us if you like. We love and hearing from Paul you. Paul does like to put the reference photos of Inst- I don't think you did this week. You got too busy. I didn't do this week. This was a shitty week, and so I didn't do it. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes I'll do it. A lot but of look, times he most does Most times it. I'll do it. A lot most, of times he does Most times it. I'll do it. But this week, it was not happening. Not a great week. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Just, you know, just one of those weeks. That's all. There's all right. stuff happening. So we are going to be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. And until... Y'all, take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. And until next week, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane. sane. And And stay stay home. home.